0: Great. Well, Merry Christmas Eve to everyone. My name is Pastor Marcus, the campus pastor here at, at the Point Loma campus. Uh, those in San Isidro. Feliz Navidad, hermanos. God bless you, those in San Isidro. Those of you guys watching online, Merry Christmas as well. And if you're watching at one of our micro sites. Pastor Miles, if you're here for the first time today, um, Pastor Miles is not with us today. Those that have, that have been coming uh, have, been, have been made aware that Pastor Miles and his family have been working through a, a, a battle with a mom as she's been battling cancer. Uh, and so Pastor Miles to, is today at home with his family grieving the loss of Mother McPherson. And uh, we are going to read something on behalf of, of Pastor Miles, <clears throat> and this is from Pastor Miles to, to to everybody here who he loves dearly. He says, "Rock family, <clears throat> as many of you know, the matriarch of our family, Margaret McPherson, went to be with the Lord Tuesday, December 19th We're mourning her passing at this time. It is very difficult for our family. We appreciate and support uh, all the prayers we received from so many of you, <clears throat> please, please, if you do one thing this holiday, put differences aside, hug your family, and be thankful for life and every minute together. We love you very much, and Merry Christmas, the McPherson family. So... This season can be very difficult. And I know Pastor Miles is mourning right now and we know how much he loves to be here. He waits all year for this very moment to come share the good news that Jesus loves us. But we know that this time you know, brings, brings ebbs and flows and life life is a battle. Can I hear amen? amen. And for some of us, man, it's, it's the most exciting time. Time of the year for, for some of us can't wait to, to, to get our Christmas presents, to unwrap our Christmas presents. And, and for, all the, for all of us, it's like, man, this, this, this season has some painful memories, maybe. You know? Or maybe, wow, this season really, how am I going to afford the season? Or as people are celebrating families, maybe there's some people that have suffered loss or, or are single and are kind of just smiling your way through today and this season. But, but deep down, you're like, well, where's my family? Or am I going to have Christmas dinner? And, and, and so this season is, is a, it's really, wow, uh, uh, just a, a, an ebb and flow and a very big contrast. You know, Christmas is, is like an amplifier. Can I hear amen? Right? And if things are good in your life during Christmas, they seem especially good. Right? The season is, is especially merry, especially fun. The, the radios, you can't wait to listen to Christmas music. You can't wait to see the lights. And if things are maybe tough for you or some bad memories during this season, sometimes this season is extra hard. Can I hear amen? amen. Now, you, you don't have those fond memories or, or you're not in a spot to buy gifts and it's difficult or maybe you experience some significant pain or loss during this season. So right now, let's pray for for Pastor Miles and, and his family. We know Sonny Cesar right now. We have Pastor Travis that's very sick. He may even be in the emergency room. We want to pray for Pastor Travis as well. We know there's a lot of sick people right now. But let's just pray. Lord, I thank you so much for today. Lord, I thank you for Pastor Miles, Lord. And I thank you for his heart to love his mom the way he did in those last days, Lord. To cherish every moment, Lord. And to take time and to grieve, Lord. I just pray that you would comfort him and his family, Lord. During this time, Lord. I pray for all those that are sick right now, Lord. That you would comfort them and they would be supernaturally healed. By your healing touch. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You know, I've known Pastor Miles for over 20 years. And for me, you know, I, I, I know how excited he gets during this time. Because he really, really can't wait for for this moment to share the good news. But I've been watching him through this time. And I've seen him and do amazing things. But for me, this has been, been a blessing for me during this time. To see him not only as a powerful pastor. Not only to see him as an amazing communicator. Not only see him as an amazing leader through his life. But for him, for me to see him as a sad son. For me to see him... As a dad that's hurting, you know, because that's how life is. Can I hear amen? Right? Life is full of contrast. And, and for me to see Pastor Miles, be able to support him and our, our staff to support him through this time has been a big blessing. But we pray that you guys will continue to pray for Pastor Miles because we know that you guys love him. Can I hear amen? Amen, amen. amen. Well, I was watching this video and that, that video, that video is funny. I, I, I like that video, right? And, and, but it shows like, you know, during this Christmas time, a lot of things kind of get confused a little bit, right? They, they knew the basic Christmas story, but, you know, there were some, some gaps in it, right? And that's kind of like what Christmas is. And Christmas has a, you know, Christmas is kind of funny when you think about it. It's, it's kind of odd. You know, as a kid, you know, the big thing about Christmas was, were gifts. And, you know, they tried to tell me that, that, that Santa would bring me gifts. But I lived in Panama. I wasn't the smartest kid in the world, but I had no chimney. (laughs) So I was like, well. And Santa Claus, although I was Panamanian, my mom was Panamanian, I was born in Panama, my dad was Mexican. Santa Claus had a big Mexican mustache too. (laughs) And spanked me the weekend before. Like, eh, this is not the Santa Claus that I'm aware of, but there's all these things getting mixed into, into Christmas time. I know for kids, kids, it was overwhelming for me to wait for, for presents. How many, you guys, how many of you guys have children here? Slip up your hand, let me see. Slip up your hand. Amen, amen. How many of you guys don't have children, but hold, one day you want to have children? Slip your hand up. Keep those hands up. Keep those hands up. Because I have four kids. Keep them up. <laughs> Today your wish, Miss Chris, will come true. I will rent those bad boys out to you. But, but we know that Christmas has a lot of kind of myth wrapped into truth. For example, uh, December 25th. December 25th is really not a special day in the world of Christianity. December 25th, Jesus was not born December 25th. We don't know when he was born. Jesus was born. But December 25th, we celebrated, so it's like, ah, yeah, December 25th, I don't know. And then you hear, too, like, um, well, well, Christmas isn't even really a Christian holiday. You know, there's that argument if, you're, if you pay attention. Uh, it's a pagan holiday. Was this a, and you know what, really, it's kind of true. It's kind of true because, well, you know, this, 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 this day existed that they would, they would um, celebrate the winter solstice and all this thing. And then sure, the, the, the church saw, right, the government saw, they're already celebrating. They took some, Christ, some Christian stuff, wove it in, and let's use this as leverage to celebrate the birth of Jesus because they're already celebrating. And that's true. Like, like Christmas at the core of it and the date really is not a Christian holiday, so I was like, "Oh, that's weird!" And so now it makes it makes sense. Well, then where did where did Santa come into play? You know, it's weird. Like there's Santa, there's elves. I mean, elves are scary when you think about it, right? There's all this 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 this, uh, 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 this craziness wrapped up into Christmas that fables and myths that just really are uh, they're not true. But, you know, we kind of like kind of go along with it because cause the enemy, he likes to distract us. You know what I mean? And then he'll give us a little bit of Christmas if you can get away with saying it. You know what I mean? If you can kind of get away with it. I've noticed a fight back though this year. I've been noticing a lot of Merry Christmases around town. <laughs> Haven't you? I like it. Yeah. And so, and so, you know, even though we make our comeback, and the devil's like, "Yeah, I'll give you guys your Christmas. Yeah, I have it." But you know what? You just get to keep baby little Jesus, because baby little Jesus ain't hurting nobody. You guys following what I'm saying, right? And then, then focus like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll give you Christmas, but make sure you just focus on the baby Jesus." Now, there's some things in in, in Christmas that are that are that are really accurate. You know, Christmas is around the world. You know, uh, um. I did some research on Christmas around the world. Do you know that in, in, in Japan, a typical Christmas dinner is Kentucky Fried Chicken? <laughs> you know that? Can anybody v- validate that? Yet, right? Okay, good, good. Perfect. Thank you. All right, and so here's some other things about Christmas kind of from, from around the world. Uh, in Ukraine, they have 12 dishes for the meal during Christmas. Twelve dishes. That's my type of Christmas right there. I may be celebrating Christmas in the Ukraine next year. In Russia, even though Christmas was outlawed from 1929 to 1991, it was outlawed, it is still celebrated today and it's celebrated on January the 7th. In Egypt, Christmas services typically begin around 9 p.m. Christmas Eve. And for a lot of them, they don't end until 4 p.m. Uh, four am yeah yeah i won 't be in egypt next week for christmas. <laughs> you know there 's one hundred and ninety five countries one hundred and ninety five check this out one hundred and sixty countries celebrate christmas one hundred and ninety five countries in this world hundred and sixty documents celebrate Christmas. That is an overwhelming majority of countries that celebrate Christmas. And the 30 or so that don't legally, like Russia isn't one of those that really oversee Christmas or that really officiate Christmas officially. Yet they celebrate it when they celebrate January 7th. So the question is why? Why in the world would this be a global day to identify Christmas? This is why because Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is real. Amen? And just like I never spent time with George Washington. For me to deny the existence of George Washington would be ignorant. You guys following me? Though I've never seen him, I've never touched him, he existed. History shows that George Washington existed. Just like Jesus Christ, history will show and has shown over the thousands of years Through history, architects, everything, it has shown that Jesus Christ came. Now, the question is now, I can disagree with George Washington's policies. Are you guys following me? But he existed. I mean, you may choose to disagree with what Jesus said, or not believe some things, but for you to deny the existence of Jesus Christ is foolishness, and that's why around the world His day is observed, and the enemy knows this, but he wants to do this. Yeah, I'll give you Christmas, I'll give you Christmas, and I'll give you, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. But you know what? I'm gonna get you distracted, because the enemy's great at distracting, and, and we know some of the some of distractions, right? We know some of the, the distractions that, that exist. Distractions are uh, uh, shopping. Can I hear amen? Right? Like, like, can I afford Christmas? Where am I going to go? Another distraction is the decorations. And I like the decorations. But, but right? You can, get, you can focus on, on the decorations. Right? You can get focused on, okay, what is the family meal? And you get stressed out. And so, like I said, the devil will give you Christmas. And then the distraction will be even like little, little baby Jesus. Little baby Jesus. And then all this time, right? Christmas is going on. Here's a little mentos here, right? All this time Christmas is going on, but there's all these distractions, right? And this is a just a regular, this is just a regular, awesome sports coat, nothing special, right? Now, there's no holes in here. And 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 during this time, there's all these distractions going on. Right? And and they're like, oh, where am I going to buy my Christmas presents? And oh, who's going to buy me what? For me, how much do we allocate for each kid? I got four kids. I'm like, $5 is plenty, right? They eat, doesn't that count for something? Don't Lucky Charms count? I just wrap up Lucky Charms for them. Here, right? And so, there's all these distractions in because, Christmas because we should really be focusing on, on, on Jesus Christ. And, and the devil says, Well, I'll give, you, I'll give you Jesus Christ, but when I give you Jesus Christ, I'm just gonna make him baby Jesus so you get distracted. So, where did Christmas go? Where did Jesus go during Christmas? Who knows? Why? Because we were too distracted. Because we follow the devil's little look over here, look at baby Jesus. Look over here, sell at Target. Look over here, Black Friday. Like, oh, Black Friday, oh, Target, oh, Costco, right? You see, the story of Christmas began long, long ago. The story of Christmas, if we take a look at the Bible, and there's much of a big deal we make about Christmas, and trust me, I love the big deal we make about it, but I want us to understand this. As Christians, if you read through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the, the Gospels. This is the account you will see of Christmas. Only two of those books make reference to the birth of Jesus. What? Only in Matthew and Luke do they make reference to the birth of Jesus. John and Mark don't even talk about the birth of Jesus. And in those books, Matthew and Luke, there's just a chapter or a little excerpt about Jesus' birth. Why? Why does it make it such a big deal? Why, if we make such a huge deal about Christmas, why doesn't the Bible? This is why. Because Jesus didn't come to be recognized as a baby. Jesus came, and the story of Christmas really is that Jesus came and he was born and he lived a sinless life. And he paid the price for my salvation and for you. And that's what we should celebrate. Can I hear amen? You see, the devil wants you to focus on baby Jesus. I'll give you Christmas. Yeah, yeah, but focus on the baby Jesus because he's cute and whatever. Swaddling clothing. Yeah, yeah. Next thing you know, January comes around and you're stressing and you're tripping. So I'm going to talk about the Christmas story beyond that day, beyond what those kids just so eloquently pointed out to us, the Christmas story. But it begins way before that. And if you read the Old Testament... You will notice about 300 different references to over 60 prophecies. Okay? And in these 60 prophecies written hundreds and hundreds of years apart, I want you guys to understand this. This is documented history, written hundreds of years apart from many different authors from different ages, different eras, different places of the world, all gave these prophecies so impossible for collusion because they didn't know each other. They didn't live next to each other. And they were hundreds of years apart within their prophecies. And yet these prophecies, all 300 references, all 60 specific prophecies, Jesus fulfilled. That's why, you guys, when you think about Christmas and you think about the world and you think about what happened to the Roman Empire, where are they? What happened to the mighty Egyptian empire? Where is it? Where is Babylon today? Who knows? But if you take a look all throughout the world, you will find Jesus Christ. Why? Because he's real. Because he wasn't just a little baby that came. He was the son of God that came, and he changed the world. And you know what? During that time, Herod, King Herod at that time, knew that this was going. So he sent his wise men, right, to go take a look to kind of celebrate Jesus as well. But really, really wanted to do, he wanted to kill Jesus. And just like this time is a time of extreme kind of polar opposites of joy and sadness. That's kind of life. and That's also the real struggle, you guys. The real life struggle that's going on today between how much you're hated by the devil contrasted to how much you're loved by God. Such a crazy contrast. So much that we're going to see in this story, right? We know the typical Christmas story. But I want to focus a little bit on what happened after Jesus was born. After Jesus was born, they got a warning from an angel to go to Egypt. Because King Herod put a decree out. And he said, you know what? Every young male, two years and younger, let's see what the Bible says. And this is found right here in Matthew 2, 16. You don't have to go there. You can kind of just pay attention. It says, Then Herod, when he saw that he had been outwitted by the wise men, flew into a rage. He gave orders to massacre all the male children in and around Bethlehem, who were two years old and younger, in keeping with the time that he had learned from the wise men. So Herod the king, who represents the enemy, wants to destroy Jesus so bad that look at the length at what he's willing to do to get rid of Jesus. He was willing, with a 17-mile radius from Jerusalem, to kill every two-year-old male and younger. Fortunately, Jesus, Mary. And Joseph were in Egypt. But every one of those kids was massacred. Once again, this isn't fable in the Bible, this is check world history. Can I hear amen? Destroyed. Think of how much the enemy hates you. That he would be willing to do this. Think of what he's willing to do in your life between distractions and lies and fables that he wants us to believe. As opposed to this verse that kind of really anchors this whole message. And I love it. It's a verse. We're going to have it up on the screen. And it's John chapter 10, verse 10. it's going to show, it's going to show the, the, the differences between an enemy that hates us and a God that loves us between an enemy that wants to destroy you right now that has plans for that and a God that wants to give you life. And it says this, it says, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. Everybody say steal. Everybody say kill. Everybody say destroy. That's what the enemy wants for you. To steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I love this. But Jesus says, I have come that you may have life. Everybody say life. I'm going to come that you may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Look at the difference here, guys. The enemy that's after us wants to steal, kill, and destroy. Yet God, he wants to give us life. Not only life. But what kind of life? What kind of life? You know, and so in in, in this room, there's, there's so many people from so many walks of life and different areas and where you are. But, you know, I know there's some, and in a minute, we're going to get a chance to say, you know what? I need God, first and foremost. Why are you here today? Other than there's a message of hope. And the message of hope is simple. It's very simple. The church and Christians and people can complicate it just like we do with Christmas with throwing all these things and this and that. And it's this simple that God loves us so much, so very much that he wanted to give us the greatest gift that would never fade away. Whatever gifts I give my children this weekend, you know what, in about a month they won't. They'll kind of ignore it and in a year, you know what, it'll be marred and in about two years, they will forget. And no matter what gift you give, soon it will fade away. Can I hear amen? amen. But the gift God wants to give us is a gift everlasting. And it's very simple, it's a gift That he just wants us to receive it. So some of us today, you know what, just need to receive that free gift of forgiveness and salvation. And we'll talk about that in a moment. And others, we need the gift of abundant life. Because some of us through life right now, we're just kind of cruising through. You know, we're just kind of barely making it. We're just kind of struggling. Can I hear amen? Right? But God came for more than that. God came for a life and a life that's abundant. And so some of us, you know, are kind of just getting through on basic. We just get through the day, and at the end of the day, we kind of like, wow, God, just thanks that I made it through there. You know? And some of us like, oh, God, I just got to make it through another day. And you've got salvation, you know, and you've got life through God. But you don't have life abundant. And God wants you a life that's overwhelming, abundant. But some of us, this is how our life goes, it's just... Somehow I was playing Billie Jean. I'm not sure that was uh, <laughs> supposed to be doing that. But, but can I play the drums? Eh, I don't know. I mean, kind of. Uh, are you enjoying your life? Um, for you guys to know the Lord? Yeah. Yeah, kind of. But those drums weren't made to sound like that. Right, those drums were made more to kind of sound something like this. Yeah, thanks, Carlos. <laughs> He's good. I'm glad you did what I showed you with the on the top, and then that's good. You've been working on it, that's good. That's uh, good. He pays attention. He's a good student. He's a good student. <laughs> See, that's abundant life. Those drums were really created more than sound like that. And as Christians, you know what? We're created more than just kind of get by. But so many of us are just kind of getting by. And God wants to give us life. And what kind of life? life. And so, you know, for those who give a chance today, just kind of say, you know what? I just want to make sure that I grab onto that abundant life. But just like the enemy wanted to distract the people, right, and take their focus off of really who God is, he's doing that right now. And there's so many caught up in distractions to where you think life is about achievements. You think life is about money. You think life is about checking the box. And there's nothing wrong with any of that. But at the end, when you stand before the Lord, he doesn't care how much money is in the bank. He doesn't care what you accomplish. Basically, he wants to know, do you love me? It's that simple. And as believers, too, you know we're going to be held responsible for the gifts that he's given us. Can I hear amen? amen. Right? We're gonna stand before the Lord and say, what did you do with what did you do with your life? What did you do with that drum set? Did you play a sorry Billy Jean like Marcus? Or did you really make you do something with it? Right? And so just in a minute, and we're going to close up here in a moment, and we're going to to give a chance for people to make decisions for the Lord and then have have communion together. I just ask that everybody bow their heads and close their eyes. And, and, And if you today need to say, Lord, I need you. I need that free gift, and I've been distracted long enough. And I want to make sure when I leave today, I'm not not caught up in distractions of this life that I've been beguiled by the enemy. I want to make sure I leave with that gift of salvation. I want you to pray this prayer. And also a few today are going, you know what, Pastor Marcus, you know, I've got the gift, but man, my life is just kind of, uh, and it's not abundant. I want you to pray the same prayer. And it's not the prayer that's gonna do anything, but it's the acknowledgement of ruling really your heart believing this. So bow your heads and close your eyes here as we finish up. And if that's you today, just in the privacy of your heart, just say, Dear God, I want abundant life. I want forgiveness of my sins. I gladly receive that free gift that you give me, I receive that gift of salvation. Please make me new. Please come in my heart. I want to live for you. Change me and make me new. Keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed. And if that's you today and you prayed that prayer, in a minute I'm going to ask you to stand up. I'm going to count to three. And just, you know what, forget who's next to you. And if if someone came to you with you and you need them to stand up with you, then stand up with them. But don't leave today without a chance to receive that free gift and continue to be distracted by this world and not living that abundant life. So if that's you here today, you just want to simply acknowledge that. On the count of three, I'm going to ask you to stand up, so get ready. On the count of three. One, two, three. stand up. Amen. Amen. Keep standing. Amen. We see you. See standing. Stay standing. Amen. We see you. Stay standing. Amen. Amen. Stay standing. Amen. Stay standing. Amen. Let's encourage them. Amen. Stay standing. Stay standing. Amen. 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 We're going to ask you now, those who stand up, stay standing, just come out to the aisles and come forward. We want to celebrate you all throughout the room. Just come forward as we encourage them. And we want to give you some resources. So if you prayed that, amen. Come on down. Don't be shy. Don't reject the free gift of love God has for you. Come on forward, come on forward. We just want to encourage you. God bless you. You can stay here, sir. God bless you. Nice to meet you. You can stay right here, sir, and face this way. God bless you, brother. Stay right here. Merry Christmas. God bless you. God bless you. Stay right here. God bless you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Amen. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. God bless you. Keep coming forward, guys. Keep going forward. You guys can face this way too. You guys can face this way. You can face this way. Amen. 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 Keep coming forward, you guys. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, sir. God bless you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Merry Christmas. Keep coming, you guys. Keep coming. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. God bless you. Merry Christmas. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. 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 We still got some family coming down here. Let's keep encouraging them the whole way, you guys. That this would be a Christmas they never forget. Amen. 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 God bless you. 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 God bless, you. God bless you. Amen. 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 Praise God. In a moment, we're going to take communion. You guys can have a seat. And if you don't have a communion cup, uh, feel free to lift your hand. We'll make sure someone from the hospitality team, team will give you one and we'll walk through this and You know, this is a very, very special thing. This, and if you've never taken this, or if you've taken it, I just want to explain it. And if you haven't taken, if you haven't um, given your life to Christ, made that decision, it's okay. But we ask that you refrain from this today, because what you're saying is, I acknowledge Christ did this for me, yet I reject it. And the Bible warns, warns against that. So as they're passing these out, Jesus... Spent time with his disciples before he left. And he was saying, keep doing this because this is going to remind you guys of me. This is going to remind you of the sacrifice that I made. And still today, thousands of years later, we do this. And he was telling them, look, pretty soon I'm going to go. Pretty soon I'm going to go and I want to die on that cross. And they didn't quite understand, but he was explaining it. And you know what? This bread represents my body. But they, some of them were thinking because they knew that Jesus was born in the town of Bethlehem. Get this. And that means city of bread. Amen. Amen. Welcome. 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 And so crazy that Jesus was born in the city of bread. And here he is 33 years later telling them, I am the bread of life. So in other words, that's where you're going to get life from me. And the world wants to offer us all these distractions. There's nothing wrong with them. But those will not give us life and those will not fulfill us. And so why don't you guys, why don't we take of this cup. Take of the bread. Lord, I thank you for that ultimate sacrifice. Which is the death of your son. To give his body for us. Let's take and eat of the bread. So likewise he was with them and he had the cup and this really really made sense to them now we have to understand the time but, but the, the cup represented blood and even though that seems a bit obscure at that point they knew that the only way people covered their sins they had to pay for it And so during those days, each year, innocent animals would be sacrificed and that blood would be taken to a place and offered for them. But that blood didn't make them new. It didn't cleanse them. It just kind of like atoned. It's kind of like tit for tat. You did this. We need to kill these animals. But it was all to set up this, that eventually... There would be a sacrifice that only needs to happen one time and that that blood is so pure and so clean that there's no more animal sacrifices. It is now this blood that we're going to take and we receive This represents the blood. That we're saying, you know what? I'm going to receive that forgiveness that you've given to me, Lord. Lord, I thank you for forgiveness. And I thank you for love. Let's take and receive from the cup. Lord, I thank you for, but he's made a decision right here, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that they would never forget to put you before the distractions, to put you before anything else, Lord. I just pray that everybody here, Lord, and throughout the room that prayed, Lord, that you would give an abundant life that only you can give. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Follow this nice lady here, guys. We want to take you into a room and just talk to you. Give you some resources pray for you so let's encourage them all the way through right here There's nothing scary we just want to connect and pray for you god bless you yeah, just follow them to the room there god bless you god bless you let's encourage them right there amen let's encourage them the whole way guys all the way through guys and if you're new here we ask you not to leave just yet Let's respect this moment and we'll finish up here in a moment. So if you're new here, just have a seat. Amen. Let's, let's encourage them the whole way, guys. Amen. 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 Feel free to have a seat. Pastor Darren's going to close us out. Pastor Darren, Pastor, I just want to say, you know what? You are blessed with the supernatural gift of handsomeness. I just want to, I mean, I know everyone's you know, thinking, so thank you for using your gift you, to bless us all. You're blessed with the supernatural gift of uh, magicianship. Thank you. That's a great thank trick, you. man. I appreciate that. That's great You trick. too, baby, you what too. Awesome Check message. it out sometime. Give it up for Marcus again. <laughs> man, what a great